1966, my family bought some land, uh, had a house built, and having a new house like that, uh, my mom said she needed a new kitchen table. They picked out a large one, and uh, she bought a large, white, clean tablecloth. She put it on the table, and from that point on, it became a custom at our house to anybody that would come and share a meal with us, uh, we'd write their name on that tablecloth with an ink pen. And then at her convenience, my mom would remove it and embroider the signatures into the tablecloth for permanence. And it didn't matter. Um, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, pie and coffee. If somebody sat at that table and had a meal, they were going to write their name on that tablecloth. Uh, when I left that house in 1975 to marry my wife, there were hundreds of signatures on that tablecloth. New people would come, and they would have to look for a spot to actually put their name in. There, it was that field. Um, there, uh, there were friends, family, church family, neighbors, relatives, just everybody. Signature of a salesman who came by, and he asked about the tablecloth. He, he was sitting there, Mom gave him a piece of pie, I think, and some coffee. He asked about it, and she told him the, what it was and handed him an ink pen. So we had one stranger's name on there also. Had a large family living on the West Coast. And the family would get together in mid-November. And this was when a lot of the signatures accumulated was in mid-November and there were a lot of memories in that tablecloth but today I have the unique opportunity of uh, speaking to you in mid-November y'all know what Thursday is don't you well of course you do uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving it's the American holiday and according to history, it dates back to 1621. The, um, uh, there was a group of pilgrims came over in about 1620, and they were having a very hard year. Uh, this is the way the story goes. And according to history, uh, a bunch of the local Indians, uh, and nowadays we call them Native Americans, but they felt sorry for them and shared their supplies. And from that came the tradition of Thanksgiving. So how about we start with Thessalonians? Uh, in Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, and uh, verse 18, we read, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You notice something about that verse? First word in the verse is in. In everything, give thanks. It does not say for everything, give thanks, but in everything, be thankful. We have all had bad things happen to us that we weren't really thankful for. Uh, one night I was knocked down on the highway. I, I was riding my motorcycle and a car knocked me down and I slid for a long ways on my helmet. And when I stopped, the metal framework of that helmet was clearly visible. 
I was not real thankful that that happened to me that night, but I was real thankful I had the helmet on. Do you ever stop to think about what you're thankful for? Sure, I know. First, when you think of Thanksgiving, um, everybody thinks of turkey or pie or stuffing or all the goodies that go with it. Uh, one year, my family had enchiladas, but it was still a feast. A lot of people are thankful for their cars, their, their things, their houses, uh, their furniture, their, their TV that they can watch football games on. All of these things that they worked for, uh, they are thankful for and they should be. But what about the stuff you take for granted? How about uh, did, when you woke up this morning, did you thank God for the fact that you woke up? How about uh, the family, the, the food, the health, all of the things that um, a lot of people overlook? As Christians, we are constantly mindful of these things, and uh, we include our gratitude in our prayers. But even still, there's, there's a lot of things that people will take for granted. The, the grass outside, the, the greenness of the grass, or, or the air that you breathe. Uh, there's, there's many physical blessings that uh, we should be thankful for, that we're not always, but anyway, uh, we, we should be. Um, all these wonderful physical gifts that we've been given, they're, they're too numerous to name, but uh, you can't list them all. And, so, we'll go to take a look at um, James, the first chapter, uh, and verse 17. And there we read, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom can be no variation, no sh neither shadow that is cast by turning. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above going to do a little bit different now. Uh, on occasion, we sing a song, and uh, I'm just going to read you the verses of the song. The song is called Count Your Blessings, uh, and the verses read, when upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings, money cannot buy your reward in heaven nor your Lord on high so amid the conflict whether great or small do not be discouraged oh I gotta get too caught up there yeah okay do not be discouraged God is over all count your many blessings angels will attend help and comfort give you to your journey's end and then, of course, you have the chorus that is stuck in between each one of those verses. And it simply reads, uh, count your blessings, name them one by one. 
Count your blessings. See what God hath done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. And that's a pretty good song. And uh, when we sing it, you can, you can easily see that it's uh, basically telling us to be grateful for everything. Count your blessings. Uh, now let's go back to the Old Testament. We're going to look at Psalms, the 100th chapter, verse 1 through 5. And it's a short chapter. That's all of it right there. So we're just going to read the whole chapter. Starting with verse 1, it says, A psalm of praise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God? It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. In verse 4 it says, um, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and truth endureth all generations. Everything in those verses is positive, and a few minutes ago, I mentioned the physical blessings, but what about spiritual blessings that we have to be thankful for? Just now, there in the fifth verse, you see mercy everlasting. And then following that, it's it got um, unending truth. We can be thankful for that. And that sounds pretty much like a spiritual blessing to me. Now we'll take a look at Ephesians, and in the first chapter, verse 3 through 7. And there we read, Blessed be the God of, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to praise, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. You notice what it says there? Well, we have more spiritual blessings in that. Uh, there in verse 3, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Verse 4, it says he has chosen us to him, or in him, before the foundation of the world. Now we should be holy without blame before him in love. You know what that means? That means he chose us before Genesis 1-1. That sounds kind of like a spiritual blessing. Well, we're not done with that set of scriptures yet. Uh, in 7, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, uh, and the riches of his grace. All of these 
um, our spiritual blessings. So what are some other spiritual blessings that we have? Well, for one thing, we have the ability to speak directly to God and with God uh, anytime, anywhere through the avenue of prayer. And I don't have a slide, but uh, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse uh, 17 says simply, pray without ceasing. Uh, and how about this one? We have um, God's undying love, a love that we cannot be separated from. We're going to look at Romans for that one. Romans 8 and verse 39. Nor height, nor depth, nor any creature, any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, here's one that the majority of us should know. John 3.16, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The list of spirit, spiritual blessings just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Right there you see uh, everlasting life. That's pretty much the ultimate. Uh, all of these things can be given to us and we can be thankful for them. They're all available. But there's a catch. And able to receive all these gifts and have the chance of, uh, to be grateful for them, we have to become a part of the body of Christ. So how do you do that? Well, a plan is easy. Uh, as easy as it is, though, you have to go through all the steps. You can't leave any of them out. We have heard them spoken on before. Uh, we have to go to Romans. First, you have to hear. In Romans ten seventeen, it reads, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We have to believe. John, the 20th chapter, in verse 31, it reads, But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. We have to repent. Uh, we're required to be repentant. We can read in Luke 13 and 3, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And we have to confess Christ before men. Matthew in uh, 10, 32, we read, Whosoever shall con therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. And then we have to be baptized. And uh, we'll go to Galatians 3.27. It's, it's up there on the wall in big old plain letters there. But we have to be baptized. It says, for as many of you has, have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There are so many things to be grateful for if we accept Christ as our Savior. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.